1: To know the score. I'm your host Don DeLaRente and we're back. It's been a hiatus but I'm back with my homie Dwayne. What's going on Dwayne?
0: What's going on? It's the first show back in North Carolina. I'm no longer in Tennessee. It's good to be back in the great state of North Carolina back on the same time zone. Don't have to worry about guessing my time. <laughs> we have to do a show and back around my village This is great to be back also the best thing about being back i can watch a friday night show and recognize teams and schools in the state
1: <laughs> well i'm glad that the move to north carolina is back to north carolina is treating you so well thank you for being able to join me here on Know the Score, it's been a minute with us doing this, but we're going to get back into some type of rhythm. I uh, may not be been every nice week, time, but uh, at least every other week, we'll try to make sure we got something for the folks. So, uh, thank you yeah. for listening. You can find us on the web, cspn.us. Uh, just do a search for KnowTheScore-CSPN and KnowTheScore will show up in your podcast queues each and every each and every. Two weeks when you have uh, subscribe. So, coming up on these football seasons, we had Week Zero take place yesterday as of this recording. Uh, USC, they have no defense, so they're going to have to have a Heisman winning quarterback to be good this year. Um, that's very evident off the top, so we'll start right there. Caleb Williams looking to repeat. As a Heisman Trophy winner, he's got the Heisman Whisperer for head coach and Lincoln Riley. Uh, What do you think? Do you give him a 50-50 chance or better than 50% chance to repeat as the Heisman?
0: I mean, with Lincoln Riley, I mean, look what he's done in terms of Heisman quarterbacks. So, absolutely. Uh, You know, especially with the way college, the college landscape is as we know it um, before everything just shifts drastically. Uh, I think, I think Caleb Williams has a great shot as anybody to repeat as a Heisman. And he's got the right coach, he's got the guys around him to do it. Um, I think that. Four touchdown days, a good day to start off. And with the last year of the Pac-12, as we know it, <laughs> or forever, um, there's really not that much. for I me. Mean, you, got, you got Colorado and what DM might do. You got Oregon, Oregon State, Utah, Washington, probably the threats, quote-unquote, in the in – the, Pack twelve in its life support season. Um, that I think this he's got a great shot, and I think USC has one great chance to do this before they head to the Big Ten.
1: Uh, we'll talk about the death of the back of the Pack twelve, um, basically. Uh, Colorado, they kind of got the ball officially broken They jumped out and said they were going to Big 12. And then the next thing you know, you got Oregon and Washington, going to the Big 10. And um, then everybody else kind of, you know, already started jumping off the ship. So you got four teams left essentially uh, for your 2024 season. If your Big 12 was to... Convenient as it is so um they've ran into the one thing that most um tv is running into is that people have these streaming services in their home but they're not using them to watch sports and basically when you have your deal your big part of your deal tied into they're not uh, let me put it this way they're not watching it on streaming and unless and they're not watching it on like an alternate channel so like uh-huh. pac-10 network acc network SCC network people aren't necessarily watching those i mean they do you have them on your cable package you may watch them even though they're shifting more and more games to those networks especially through mm. ESPN and the ACC but they're finding out that people still would rather watch their sports on over the air regular ass TV yep either
0: either the four major networks or even
1: ESPN, ESPN2, U. yeah they're not looking and searching things out beyond that beyond what they have on their saturday afternoon sports package on their television and if you have a deal that is tied so much into your streaming and your secondary channel like, like acc has where they have a lot of this tied into the ACC network, which isn't on all cable platforms as a as a included channel. Yeah, as a regular channel. It's a it's a something that you have to include in your package. And their ESPN ABC coverage deal is far smaller than what these new deals have come up with in the last um, for the Big 12 Pac-10, Big Big Twelve and Big 10 and um, SEC. So, in essence, the ACC, they have worse issues because everybody's locked in because they signed this media rights thing that locked everybody in until like 2030-something, 2030 2034 or something like that. And if you want to get out, then you're going to have to pay like 30 or 40 million dollars right nobody everybody's talking tough florida state clemson they're talking tough but nobody really wants to give up 30 or 40 million dollars of the potential billion that they're going to get from wherever they decide to go Uh so to put it into some more layman terms purdue with the new deal that the Big Ten has signed with NBC and, and, and CBS. Oh. Uh-huh. They're over the next ten years. They're going to make about one point one billion dollars. Billion. That's crazy. Yes. Cool. As in, they're 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 not even elite. Whereas in Florida State, over that same time frame, is going to make something like. 500 and something like 550, 550 million.
0: So it's like twice as much money on these bigger
1: deals. Right. Versus like the Big Ten versus the ACC. Right. And so what the ACC now is trying to do is they're trying to add schools that they think can add value to their overall package. So they're trying to get Cal, Stanford, and then I think they added a third team that they're trying to get into the mix, but I can't remember who that third team is. Right off the top of my head. Oh. But that is basically what's happening to college football: is that the the, the money for over-the-air regular-ass TV is driving the sport and driving these super conferences. Oh. Because the Pac-12 doesn't really have any avenue nationally to be seen other than their Apple TV deal. Now, I don't know about you. I don't own an Apple TV. So, guess what's going to happen to these? As much as I have Apple products, I don't even have Apple TV. So, guess what's going to happen to these premier Pac-12 games, right? They won't be seen. Right. Nobody's going to be watching it. And and so, you're not going to have... F's bigger chunk of revenue coming in uh, through that the biggest
0: losers I said the biggest losers in this deal is Washington State and Oregon State because Oregon and Washington they jump ship real quick yeah yeah and, I mean most time, most times you would figure that state schools arrive over few. Carolina and Duke. We know how much they hate each other,
1: but in the business sense, they're usually going to be together one way or another. You know, what's weird, it's weird uh, it's North Carolina and NC State and this ACC thing seem to be the two teams that are, like, kind of making moves together, not North Carolina and Duke.
0: I could see that, too, because those are more state schools, like Kansas and Kansas State. I think I think you would see KU not do anything without K State or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's not like a Texas, uh, Texas A and M. I mean, Texas A M and left the Big Twelve for the SEC to get
1: away from Texas, and now Texas is. I'm right on it, right behind them. <laughs> but the Big Twelve is going to survive. It looked like the yeah. Big Twelve was going to be the one that was going to probably be having. Pack twelve, but yeah. they've um they they found a way to kind of keep their got a new commissioner that knew what he was doing. That's yeah. what it was. Yep, and so they also have a large agreement with the ACC, and I mean with the ESPN as well. Air Fox. Yeah, but see, they have that Fox money, and that's what's really helping them more than anything. Uh huh. You know, because again, ESPN is still cable. So you know, what I'm saying you got to figure there's a rural population that might not have cable, and all they got is Fox, ABC, right. CBS, and NBC. You know, exactly. And like
0: as much as these cable networks, streaming services have come about, like you said, the primary the primary argument which I agree with is. TV with the four basic networks all over the air TV is still the king yeah. and it's kind of, and it's really the same with radio because you remember they had the high definition radios revolution and the satellite try to take over but guess what still survived well, it was and has survived for a hundred years now
1: regular radio yeah there's something about a freeness to something uh-huh. that people are still attracted to and I think that's and sports are a very different animal to begin with because nobody's looking at that second hand so a streaming service necessarily is great to go back and binge things on and but nobody's binging a football game. Nobody's going back. If you miss it, you just miss it. Oh, I saw the score. I saw the highlights. Okay, we'll catch it next week. That's how yeah. sports work. So it it in theory defeats the purpose of being on a streaming network anyway. Sports. Right now, because I
0: mean, especially if it's like a five hour game, I'm not gonna go back. I don't have there to go back, watch a whole five-hour game that everybody's already talked about, everybody's already seen what happened. You just, either if you miss the highlights or miss the game, you just miss it.
1: Right. Now, what I would be interested to see is, like, how many people watch games through the Fox sports apps. Like, you know, you connect your cable yeah, you're kidding. to the particular app and then if you're, you know, stuck at a wedding, you know, you, you bring it up on I your don't. phone and watch it. <laughs> I, I wonder I wonder how much of that goes on, but that's still more dedicated to over the air television, not necessarily a specific Pac twelve Apple T V type deal, you know? Right. I can I can say as somebody that has done that on numerous occasions
0: on different sporting events, it is convenient because you you, you can either A find the cable find your cable provider apps I go on either spectrum or Xfinity or Direct T V, when I had it. Um go find go find the local channel and boom. I'm watching the game right then and there while my friend is getting there's enough congratulations blah wow. you know I was it's just like you know, as I was I remember one wedding I went to my main job was to keep the room updated on the Blackhawks that was it and <laughs> So he had to do what he had to do, his grim duties. My job, keep him updated. I did I I consider that a successful. So but contribute yeah, but I think through like the I think because you have the Fox Sports app and you gotta connect your cable account and if the game's on Fox, I think that does contribute to the DLC.
1: Yeah, so um, that's what's happening with college football. Television rights um, over the air. Big four um, are really, you know, driving things. Like the CW has decided that they want to get into sports. So they just made a deal with NASCAR to show um, the nationwide, the Xfinity Series, all 30 races, or whatever it is, every race through from the beginning of the year through the playoffs. So now right. it's like you don't have to go from like Fox for half the season and then go to NBC or USA or wherever the hell they're going to have. It's going to be on this one specific channel for all 32 weeks or whatever. And I think it's like a, I can't remember what it was. I think it's like a hundred million dollar deal. But this. What's the Xfinity series and yeah, PW as well. I'm, one thing
0: I do like, one thing I do like about seeing different, see a different, um, different, um network, see how, like, seeing a
1: sport go to a new network or a network has a been on, just seeing how the graphics are going to be. Right. It's supposedly NASCAR is going to be. In charge of the production on this. So, um, yeah, you uh, know, CW doesn't have any sports department. You know, th- this is like their first thing to do it. it. Yeah. So, it's uh, they also got inside the NFL too. Yeah. the season. Yeah. This is, I mean,
0: and, you know, CBS is half owned by CBS anyway. So, right. so I think this is kind of like paramount at yeah, Paramount that's what the name they're under now. Kind of like looking to build up the
1: sports division through the CW even more. But for uh the Xfinity series, this is gonna be huge because there. you know, that's a that's a regular over the air station that everybody gets. That thing in CW's everywhere. Yes, yeah. And so um, you know
0: it'll be interesting to see what Fox does because if Fox really wants to keep up with the CW through My Network TV, they need to put so they could do that over you know the games that they don't show on Fox, they could put games on My Network TV, which is over the air as
1: well. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That way, keep up with they can keep up with the uh, if especially if the Xfinity is successful. Anything instead of putting putting something on FS One, which is cable, you can put it on my network TV,
1: and it still will be under a Fox umbrella.
0: If yeah. that's part,
1: yeah, I think I think that's what the people are realizing is that it's still no because, as much as people were talking about cutting the cord and everything like that, it's once you get all these streaming services and you got this and you got that and you got this and that and that and this, you're still almost paying as much as cable was. Yeah. And you got to hop around and, and, and use this app and go here and search through this I and mean, we can just have cable still.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one thing, I that's one thing I had a, had a friend of mine that was going through that, like, I'm cutting cable. I was like, if you get all these services, you're ending up paying just as much. So You might as well just keep what you have, man.
1: Yeah, and kind you
0: of, just keep what you had. So
1: maybe like reduce your cable bill, reduce some of your channels, and then whatever you reduce, pick two or three of your main streaming services you need to make up for that void, and just rock from there. Agreed. And,
0: you know, whenever your shows are back in season, go back in, get that package, and then when it's over, delete the package.
1: Delete, All right. delete, delete. All right. Uh, last topic for college football, um, Georgia. They're looking to 3 P as national champions. Um, who you got, Georgia or the field? I'm going to choose the field. Um, I think. I mean, they have to replace the quarterback this year. Uh, you got
0: to replace your 30 year old quarterback. You have to. You've had a lot of controversy and a lot of off the field distractions from last year. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit too much going on. Uh, I think. Do they have a shot to 3P? Absolutely, but I just. I think as long as they don't. Um, I think you have Alabama, who's always dangerous. You have you have uh, a dark a dark horse in any of the other conferences. Uh, you got Ohio State, who's always a threat. You have there's other teams that are good, you know, but I just don't. Michigan is up there. Alabama, LSU. um, Penn State is a threat. Florida State Uh, might be a threat this year. Yeah, Florida State. Clemson is back. I don't know about Clemson. They're going to have to show me. I don't know about their quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback is shaky, but they have other pieces that might mask mask the quarterback position, so. Um. Yeah, uh, you got too many good teams in in the field that are just good, and and um, it's hard to just go with Georgia. I mean, Georgia does have. I mean, you look at Georgia's schedule; it's pretty. They can but look at Georgia. This is a Georgia guy. They got they got UT Martin to open up Ball State. South Carolina, UAB. They only hit the road to the end of the month and then they go to Auburn. That's not a guarantee. That's yeah, gonna be the game right there. <laughs> you got Kentucky at home. They're at Vanderbilt, that's a W. They got the I think because the games in Florida, the the cocktail party game is in Florida because um CIA Bank is like, right? you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Jacksonville's under renovation, so
1: oh, they are gonna actually put it in death in the swamp? In, in, yeah, I think they're oh, gonna be shoot. in the swamp for that one. Ooh, shoot! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. I might try to, if they can get that thing moved to like Orlando or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I think because of the the Jacksonville
0: renovations, they did a home and home, hmm. and then they got the zoo. November fourth, Ole Miss and Ole Miss comes to town on the eleventh. They're at Tennessee November eighteenth. That's going to be, a, I think, Tennessee, Auburn, and Tennessee are going to be the two toughest games, and Florida, if it's at the swamp. And then, Florida, I
1: don't course, know if they Georgia's quarterback either. They're gonna have to show me something. Yeah, I mean, not like I Kennedy think just, Richardson was all that great consistently. But yeah they they're going from not him to to somebody that's unproven to. right
0: but yeah I I just think I mean it's not the tough it's not murderous row or anything but but I I just think that I just think they they'll win the SEC easy, easily but depending on who comes out the West, Alabama, most likely. Um, I mean, Alabama, they got to get by LSU, but that's in Tuscaloosa. They got Tennessee and Tuscaloosa as well. So, in the Iron Bowl. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think the feel like, uh, Michigan gets by with Jim Harbaugh sanctioned suspension, um. yeah, they get by there. I think you have – I just don't – I just do not see Georgia one again. That's really what it comes down to. All
1: right. Uh, we'll talk about one more team just because we actually did see them play and uh, got some questions answered even though it was against Navy. Uh, Notre Dame with uh, Wake Forest transfer quarterback Sam Hartman as their new starting quarterback. Uh, they looked very impressive yesterday um, Usually Notre Dame yeah. Is kind of Hyped up to be very good And then they kind of struggled to start the season The first few games, especially last year Under Coach uh, Freeman um, But uh, I think that was because they had subpar Quarterbacking, because uh, man Sam Harmon went out there and they scored Touchdowns on the first five drives Against Navy uh, So maybe Notre Dame might be for real This year with uh, improvement at quarterback What do you think? They got. Uh, I gotta say, nice things about Notre Dame. Damn. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, Sam Hartman looked great in that game. I mean, like I said, you know, but you play, you play. Who's on the schedule? You know, Navy's on schedule. He looked great. Four touchdown passes. Uh, forty two three win. They get another. Um, they get another W against Tennessee State. Uh, just coming uh, so an easy day for him as well. Uh, I'm going forward to the game uh, against Ohio State Saturday, September 23rd on NBC, 7:30. Ohio State, Notre Dame. That will be the test. The if Notre Dame is really real, they got another test against USC. Uh, Might be a good Heisman candidacy game between Caleb Williams and Sam Hartman. Uh, USD comes to South Bend. And then, um, I mean, with comes to shaky situation at QB, Notre Dame does come to town to Death Valley on the 4th of November. uh, Those three games will be the biggest test for Notre Dame. Especially the Ohio State and the USC games, and I will be—I will say to the Ohio State Notre Dame gets by them; they handle easily. I'll say it'll be a legitimate threat. All
1: right. So that's the <laughs> outlook. <laughs> I don't realize there's four independents. There's four what? Independents. Independents. Yeah. 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 Well, you know Notre Dame is never joining the conference because then they would give up their free pass to the playoff.
0: Exactly, I wouldn't give that up either.
1: Oh, so I got. To, I think they have to win like I think it's eleven games. I think, and they ought to mm-hmm. qualify or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I would have give. I would give up my free pass either if I had to win eleven games, and all that's all I got to do is win eleven games to get in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sign me up for that. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. This is Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLarante. I'm joined by my co-host, Dwayne. And we're about to move over to the NFL side of things. Uh, The two weeks away from the start of the season, uh, we've got the Detroit Lions coming in to Kansas City on Thursday night to start off the Festivities, and then on Sunday the 10th, everything will get rolling in earnest. So we'll start with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. What the expectations for them coming into this season? They've got to the, getting the hard knocks treatment. Um, Aaron Rodgers had everybody in the chip for, you know, the beginning of the spring, figuring out his decision. Now he's landed with the Jets. And what do you think they're going to do? He looked good
0: in uh, in his action on, on um last night a beautiful back, a beautiful uh, back shoulder fade to Garrett Wilson, man, you know before the Panthers came into existence, the Jets had the Jets had a hold on my heart. So I really and Aaron Rodgers, as many people know, is like one of my favorite quarterbacks ever, so I really was impressed, I mean of course, he traded the 12 for the 80 Joe Namath gave him the blessing to wear the 12, Aaron Rodgers was like, no I'll just go back to my roots go wear the number 8 Um, and he looked good doing it, I mean this, this is a perfect city for him I think he had a big fish in a small pond in Green Bay um and you know, it was a good move. I think the trade was the trade was good on both sides, you know. Uh but the problem I have as a Jets, you know, I still I won't say an ex-Jet fan. But the problem I have though is I guess this could be trauma. It's still the Jets.
1: It's saying what
0: say it again it's still the Jets at the end of the day no. <laughs> and it reminds it reminds me of the Mets because look what happened to the Mets this season um they loaded up on aging arms and those aging arms flamed out and the Mets are basically obscure for the rest of the season. And it's like the Mets can't have nice things. Sometimes I feel like, I felt like over the years, the Jets can't have nice things either. The Jets were on NBC for the first time in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, uh, because... Oh, Mark Gaston went in
1: there. And, you know... Excuse me,
0: it was Joe Cleco, not Gaston. Yeah, yeah, New York Sack has changed. Yeah. with it as great as that defense was, what was the problem? They didn't have any offense. Uh, so I, I think you have the coach, you have the quarterback, you have the weapons around. You got guys that followed Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay to New York. You got the you got a great you got great young talent on defense. Quentin Williams. Sauce Gardner. You got great wide receivers. They did lose. They did take a hit losing Corey Davis to retirement. Corey Davis decided to retire at 28. Walk away from the game while he still can. Heck, you might. I mean, look, I I look at Nate Burleson and all he's doing. (laughs) But he walked away from the game while he still could. And he's hosting all these shows now. So, um, they'll see what be interesting see what Corey Davis does next. Um but I think even losing a big talent like Corey Davis, they still have a lot of talent on for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. I just like I like where the jets are going on paper. It just has to be executed on the field. So we'll see what
1: happens. Trey Lance, he's the odd man out in San Francisco. As he gets traded to the Cowboys, they plan to release uh, a guy you you know kind of well, Will Greer. So the a couple of years ago, San Francisco gave up a whole draft worth of, a whole draft worth of picks and things to move up to get Trey Lance, and now three years later, they've traded him for I think a fourth round pick to the Cowboys. So. Uh, just your your unpacking of this um for both sides. Uh what do you think about this decision to move on from Trey Lance for the 49ers?
0: I think I think
1: and this might be just
0: the not wanting to give up on the on the guy just yet. A lot of people wanna already put the bust label on them. I think there's a difference between bust and bad luck. I think train Lance. Only because he's been hurt. Oh uh, he's been hurt. I mean, he was he was hurt and then you know Jimmy G came in and defended his job enough to survive as a quarterback and then he got the keys to the franchise last year and he fractured his ankle. And Basically, Mister Irrelevant of last year, Brock Purdy rose to prominence, and you know he's a—you can't deny what he does. You can't bring him back down to a second or third streak. So you gotta ride that, ride the hot hand. And I think Sam Darnold. I mean, he had to get an endorsement, of Steve Wilkes, because um, I think. I think weaving the the big market in New York that they forced Darnold. Um, you know, the last few games he started with the Carolina Panthers was a success because the Panthers are really the Panthers under Darnold and Wilts were very close to the playoff to the playoffs as bad as the NFC was. So um, when you look at that. Plus the fact that he's back in California. He's back where, back where he's comfortable. I think that factored in as well to him being out there for that backup job. But now you got basically you're paying first round money to a third stringer. And San you know, John Lynch went out his endorsed Trailers basically then shipped him off the next day. Um, but I think this is also a warning shot to that that the inconsistencies in that are not well not. And, you know, if Trey Lance gets into the, the in the offense, and if that. If an injury happens, something, something um, inconsistent, if he's too inconsistent, the fans are going to call for it. And that might be the opportunity to prove himself. I think it's a fresh start for uh, – I was going to say that the it's a fresh start for Trey Lance. And it's a warning for Dak that you either you have to A, stay healthy and B, stay consistent.
1: Yeah, definitely um, perk some people's um, eyebrows up when it came to, um, you know, adding someone who we think is very talented. We don't really know because he hasn't had a chance to. And people think this is putting pressure on that. Um, hey, man. Everybody wants a rookie quarter, a rookie quarterback contract on their roster. You know, that's basically what um, San Francisco said. The whole reason for getting Trey Lance was in the first place was so they could get a rookie deal to keep their team together. Well, just so happened, they drafted two rookies in the same class, and the second one happened to be the one that is the one playing under the rookie deal, but they accomplished what they wanted. Which was to keep the team together and have a quarterback on a rookie deal, which just happened to be Brock Purdy and not Trey Lance. So, That's a very lesser deal at that. Bad? Yes. So, um, I, I don't know if it's, uh, it might not be such a bad look for them in terms of if you look at it like that. It's just maybe not who we all thought it would be. Um, but they still have a chance for the next two to three years to have a championship window. And that's all that they wanted to do was extend it out. Now, the Cowboys get the same luxury. Now, for the next, you know, two years, they're going to have Trey Lance on his rookie deal. So, yes, if that does falter or waver or whatever, he, I guess he could, in theory, get cut, but at least benched. And uh, then we'll see what they got. But I think we're a long ways from that, to be honest. But um, if the Cowboys are smart, though, is they'll kind of maybe develop some packages for him and uh, maybe try to give him a little change of pace here and there. He doesn't necessarily have to come in and play the whole game, but maybe a red zone package every other game or so. Uh Throw people off balance. Just use him, the talents that he does have as a runner. And uh, read option quarterback, try maybe infuse a little bit of that since so Dak doesn't really want to run that much anymore. All right. Um, we got our rookie class QBs coming in, uh, Bryce Young with all Dwayne's hopes and dreams, He's 185 pound shoulders. We got CJ Stroud down in Houston trying to uh, get people to reminisce about the good Deshaun Watson days before we found out what his personal life was about. And we got Anthony Richardson, the all-world talent, but probably the least polished of all three of these quarterbacks coming into the NFL. Which one do you feel is going to be the head of the class when it comes to the rookie quarterbacks? three? I think you got to go with Bryce,
0: I think. You better, I, from what I've seen so far, he has better weapons around him.
1: You think Bryce Young has the better weapons with Thielen and who's at the receiver? Thielen, DJ Chark. Oh, yeah, Chark. Uh, DJ Chark, uh, Jonathan Mingo, their second-round
0: pick. Uh, you got Terrace Marshall. Um, you have uh, Miles Sanders at the backfield. So uh, I think there's better weapons around Bryce Young, I think. Um, I, just looking at the game on Friday, he was pretty in tune with Adam Thielen. Uh, they hooked up on a touchdown. But one thing I really need Bryce to do is slide. Um, you can't. You can't basically stop and try to drop yourself because you're gonna get drilled. And that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be uh pretty bad in a regular season game. Um so Bryce needs to learn how to slot or get out of bounds do but uh if he's gonna scramble. I think he he was pretty much he was pretty uh, C.J. Stroud, I wasn't sold on C.J. Stroud much in the draft process. I was hoping the Panthers would not pick him. I was glad they did not pick him. Um, I would have probably went with Anthony Richardson over C.J. Stroud. And I think for Anthony Richardson, he's in a great situation because he has an offensive coach in Shane Steichen, a former Eagles offensive coordinator. And he has a he has a build just a little similar to Jalen Hurts, so uh, we know the schemes that um, the Eagles did, especially on those quarterback sneaks. I think if the Colt, the Colts have a great, they have a pretty good offensive line. I think you do that with Anthony Richardson. That's going to be a problem for a lot of a lot of teams on third or uh court protocol
1: um the afc is loaded you've got the well it's the conference of quarterbacks i mean every division has at least two pro bowl level quarterbacks burrow rodgers to uh
0: and mac jones <laughs> in the east and you got lamar joe burrow Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett in the north. The South has Tannehill, uh Deborah Lawrence, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. Wow. And then the West has um the West has Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh who am I missing? I missed Russell, that. Russell Wilson. He was so bad. Garoppolo now? Garoppolo. (laughs) Uh,
1: The AFC South do not sleep on Tennessee, y'all. They got them, they got like in Vegas, they got their wins low. Take the over if you're into betting. If you like Washington, take the over. They have it at six and a half. There's no way they're winning six games. They got better quarterbacking and they had crappy quarterback in last year, won eight, should have won ten. So, just some heads up for people out there who like to gamble. But um, the AFC is going to be a gauntlet. Is it Kansas City's to lose, or does the amount of firepower from somewhere else finally trip them up? Kansas City's... To lose,
0: and the problem is we've never seen Patrick Mahomes on the road in the playoff. We may have were supposed to get that, but uh, things happened in Cincinnati uh, that prevented that. But until we see Patrick Mahomes in the road environment. Outside the elements of Arrowhead, Kansas City's Blues, I mean, you you have to wonder who's going to be, I mean, you got, you've got know, to have Kelsey, uh, who's going to be the primary receiver after Travis Kelsey. Uh, we got, we Blair you got Echo. You can use that dual, dual threat at the running back position. I just see a lot of... a lot of... uh, for the AFC... I mean, the team that can't go to Kansas City and beat them, the Bills can do it, the Bengals can do it, the Bengals have proven they can do it. Um, They didn't last year, but they did the year before we saw the greatest playoff game between the Bills and the Chiefs, uh that in overtime and changed the rules of the overtime playoffs. So the Bills and the Bengals and I think even the Ravens. I mean, we know people don't talk about the Ravens, but Lamar and Odell, I think that's gonna be a very interesting conversation Baltimore and yeah.
1: All right, now in the NFC, we don't nearly have as many established uh, quarterbacks in the NFC. You got, you got Dak, you got Jalen Hurts, um, Jones, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff. I mean, l- l- listen to the drop off. <laughs> if you want to do your exercise, for the oh, yeah, NFC, let's see, yeah, that. let's go through it. Let's let's go through. What we got. In the East,
0: you got Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Sam Howell.
1: Yep, Sam Howell.
0: All right, so I didn't want to get that wrong. Uh, <laughs> in the North, you got Justin Fields, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, and Kirk Cousins. Um, in the South, you have Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, Derek Carr. And oh Baker Mayfield. Jesus, hey, that's terrible. Um... <laughs> Uh, And then in the West, you have Geno Smith. You have Brock Purdy.
1: You have Matthew Stafford. and Nope, 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 nope. They're going to be trotting out somebody else. I don't think Stafford's just starting. I don't think Stafford can play. So Stafford ain't healthy. Uh, So I don't know who their starting
0: quarterback's going to be this year. And Colt McCoy, I guess, is the leading quarterback in Arizona with Kyler. He's going to start the season. Oh, God. Okay, so... um, Yeah, and whoever... Yeah, that is a huge drop-off. Um, I guess let's look at... I don't know what... If it ain't Stafford, then... I need to know who it is. Uh
1: going to be Stetson Bennett or Brett Rippin,
0: more than likely. Oh, God. Well, Spencer Ben
1: should be. I mean, he's already an NFL quarterback as it is. Oh, well, hold on. I'm getting some. I'm getting I'm reading some news that they're going to start with Stafford. Oh. We'll see, and we'll see how far he, he holds up. Because, you know, last year they had to shut him down with the arm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. It was. <laughs> Part, um, like they said, he's back to full health stuff. So that's the better. as is the uh, backup, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, it is a pretty huge drop off from, <laughs> from the ASP. Oh, yeah, man, it is significant. Um, so that leads to maybe a dark horse for the NFC. Maybe um, you know the Lions, who have a lot of preseason hype, can be the team that you know steps out and makes a leap that nobody sees because they do have a Super Bowl appearing quarterback in Jared Goff. Um, that's that's Day
0: Campbell. That's more uh, Campbell on St. Brown. Yeah, you, before, before those two came Golf was, he was jettisoned to Detroit, basically as a
1: lateral for Stafford. You've got Derek Carr in the South with a journeyman quarterback and Baker Mayfield, a rookie and Bryce Young, and basically a rookie and Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, so the Saints look like they should have a. A, a, a pretty good season and maybe have an inflated record that would take them to a high seed when it gets to the playoffs mm-hmm. and handle the, the things in their division um, the NFC East is going to be very interesting because the, the, those, the Eagles lost both their coordinators Yeah, and the top three teams all made the playoffs last year um the Eagles lost a little bit, like you said in coaching and through free agency and offensively, but then they gained all these rookies on defense again from Georgia. You got the Cowboys who made some coaching changes and shook, shook things up internally to try to get things moving forward, got rid of Zeke for Pollard and trying to be just more explosive and more consistent. You got the Giants coming into the second year with Dable um, with better receivers on paper, Darren Waller as well, tied in. So it looks like their passing game may be significantly better. And then you have Washington, uh, who has a um, quarterback, really good defense, and is going to have an advantage offensively for about a month because – nobody really knows what eric theanimy's got underneath his sleeve as far as his tendencies and his play call so if Washington can start off two and two three and one something like that and get a little bit of confidence going and their offense can catch up to their defense if their defense is as good as advertised Washington could maybe surprise some folks and maybe get to a 10 win season or a an eleven win season, if they kind of, you know what I what I see with Washington, Chicago Bears with Rex Grossman, the year they went to the Super Bowl, like their quarterback makes just enough plays, uh-huh. but their defense scoring touchdowns, getting fourth down stops, creating lots of turnovers and short fields, so the offense <laughs> doesn't have to do a lot. But if the if Eric B can just capitalize and put the ball in the paint.
0: Oh uh-huh.
1: they could win a lot
0: of games. But I think Washington has a better offense than the Bears. <laughs> yes. they, they, they have do. better they have better receipt. like I can't even name a Bears receiver that on that Super Bowl team.
1: <laughs> yes, this is true. We they do have a lot better skill position players. Uh, than the Bears did. But I think that's kind of the formula that they would maybe have to kind of use. A team that's very intriguing to me is Green Bay because um, now it's Jordan Love's team and all those guys on offense are like super young, the quarterback and the receivers. And so they'll have a chance to all grow together and they can, you know, the receivers can make mistakes and not get dogged and hound for it. And, you know, I, I think he's, had a, he's shown a lot of confidence. He's looked pretty good in the preseason, the games that I've watched him in the preseason. So Jordan Love could definitely be somebody that could change the fortunes of the playoff mix. I, I think other than probably the Saints, Philly. Faint, Silly,
0: Detroit.
1: Faint, Silly, and Detroit. I think those three are like locks. But everything else is San Francisco. And everything else, those four teams will probably be locked in. But everybody else is got it's a chance. For all. Huh? The free for all after that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I would sum up the NFC this year. You got four pretty dominant head and shoulders above. Everybody else and then everybody else is kinda in the same mix. Good health, good breaks could, you know, get you in the playoffs and maybe get you a home game as well, so um in the way too early to know who do you think was gonna wind up in that last game in February? Who would you uh if you had to put a little had to put a little uh lunch money on it, who would you uh
0: like to put your bets on? I would say put my bets on, I would say, the Eagles in the NFC against the Bills and the AFC.
1: Okay. All right. I thought you said we are going to run it back and have a, <laughs> have a rematch from... One of the most entertaining Super Bowls we've seen in a while, but no, you're going to say Josh Allen is going to break through. I think Josh Allen breaks through. Is that so? You're saying that Patrick Mahomes is going to have to come to Buffalo? Yes. To win I, the AFC I, Championship.
0: Yes, and I don't think he gets a okay. dove. I think the Bills. I think the Bills are still slightly better. So I think in the end, you're going to see finally. After the four falls of Buffalo now, after a whole lot of heartbreak. Western New York is gonna probably have a
1: chance. If the Bills do win the Super Bowl, do you celebrate by proxy because this is Carolina Panthers North <laughs> I probably
0: uh, I would wonder what could have been, but I I think it's one of those things where uh, as a neutral fan, I would be happy for Buffalo, but as a fantasy fan, I'd be for the like. But. All right. Oh so, yeah. Uh, I think what's I think I think the I think we finally have it. We have a new champion, and the Bills are going to be that new champion. Finally, have a Super Bowl trophy in their case.
1: Alright, so that's our season preview for college and the NFL. So at this point, Mr. Dwayne, I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your final thoughts and your shout-outs.
0: All right. Life's been life in the Mets, been metting, uh, but it's good to be back on the recordings of the CSPN. Shout-out to all the podcasters on this network. Shout-out to the Rastlecast Fantasy League that's uh, warrior squad will come in and take the title. Um and can't wait for that. We will need a rascal cast football, fantasy football segment. Uh I am requesting that. Okay, so uh my final thought has to be the WBA man. First off, and I got two thoughts on this. One um Asia Wilson is going to be a three time MVP. Um, The performance she had against the Atlanta Dream, 53 points. And she's just, she is her. I would like to say that certain people are him in the sports world. In the WNBA, Asia Wilson is her. And Best player in the league by far. The Aces are the best team, even though they lost to the Commissioners Cup to the New York Liberty. I really think it's going to be more it's more about the WNBA title for them, and and uh WNBA playoffs start September, mid September, and. Uh, we're going to see the Aces running back. Number two, I need the WNBA to expand. There are too many great players that are missing out because there's only twelve. There's only twelve teams and twelve roster spots up the one forty-four. Uh, the WNBA needs to expand, uh, you know, at least by two teams. We're not going to go for, at least go to give more of these great women's players the opportunities they deserve. That's one of the reasons why Angel Reese didn't even go to, to, go to the pro, which probably couldn't, while her, her stock is because there's not enough opportunities and you see, see great players get cut and you're like, what? So, support the WNBA to uh, giving women's sports it's due and you know shout out to the soon to be three time MVP and the 144
1: alright well thank you for joining me Dwayne for this edition of The Score thanks for uh, dumping back in with me and taking this journey so we'll definitely be on uh, like I said a bi-weekly Uh, schedule from here on out so there'll be some things that we'll probably miss and we'll have to catch up on and there'll be some things that we preview uh, before they happen uh, as the sports world goes on Uh, my final thought is um, the long nightmare is over the commanders have broken through the dark cloud knowing that Daniel Snyder is a new day in Washington and Josh Harris has given a lot of hope and a lot of, um, and just a new, uh, excitement into the fan base. Um, the fans are excited about Sam Howe. They're excited about Eric the Enemy. And hopefully the commanders can translate all of this good that has been, uh, Bubbling up around the team into a into a great season that can rejuvenate and and keep that excitement going all the way through uh, the whole season, Uh, regain a home field advantage that's been sorely lacking over the past decade and a half uh, at FedEx Field, and um, just um, you know finally give us a chance to be a consistent winner. Like I told my cousin when we were talking about the season man y'all gonna be good this year i was like now man the goal is to be good for like five years in a row and so i think with josh harris here and um with his track record of how he deals with his ownership of sports teams hiring the best people letting them do their jobs and getting out of the way that washington is set up to achieve that stretch of five years of consistent winning football better than they ever have, uh, definitely at any point during the Daniel Snyder era. So I'm looking forward to this football season just to operate as a actual football organization for the first time in a long, long time with smart people in charge of the football decisions. And uh, hopefully those things that uh, they say it starts at the top. So hopefully with this new change at the top, Everything uh, trickles down and provides us a much better season than we have had uh, on the field and off of the field as well when it comes to decision making and, and the way that we go about um, picking players and picking coaches going forward. I mean, you look at the Sixers and the Devils like y'all are in good hands. Hope so, man. I hope so. So for my co-host, Dwayne, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and now you know the score.